Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Saturday Neon. Saturday Neon, guys, designs and manufactures officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. It's a company that was started by two Colorado Buffalo alumni, two former college roommates. It's Denver-based, locally owned and operated. They offer free shipping as well. Saturday Neon's a really cool company. Like I said, they design and manufacture officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. Imagine a Bud Light sign or a Coors Light sign in a window of a bar, but now imagine that that sign is of your favorite college school. So a Buffs logo or a Rams logo. They manufacture and design all of those. They look really cool. They use LED neon, not glass neon. They're easy to mount. And when you buy something from Saturday Neon, it comes with all the necessary mounting hardware. This is perfect for your office, for your man cave, for your bedroom. It's a great gift idea as well. So check these guys out. Use code DNVR for 10% off your purchase at saturdayneon.com. That's code DNVR for 10% off your purchase at saturdayneon.com. It's going to be a wild one. (laughs) Woo boy! What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets trade deadline special. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Hey, man, we are just a half hour away before the deadline. And honestly, the next we're going to be live for the next hour, maybe longer if something happens. And obviously yeah. it runs late. We're going to we'll be covering everything or shorter if we just if we're not feeling it. It's not, <laughs> yeah, not that fun. Uh, so I expect more trades will be coming down, possibly even a Denver Nuggets one. And I got the squad here. I got Brendan Vote. Uh, dropped my phone yesterday, shattered it, so I'm setting up a new one now. So if I look really distracted during our big deadline show, that's what that's about. New new phone day is a bummer, like when you get the new phone because you have to do all the stuff. But Ugh. getting a new phone, top top experience. Over here, I got uh, D-Line Co. You guys know him as Eric. Oh, what's up, guys? I missed last show. I had a really great time watching the microphone rise up slowly on Brendan's vote. <laughs> I noticed now, uh, after Brendan was inconvenienced, there are two weights That's on right. here fixing the arm. Uh, I appreciate it. I also am uh, very mad. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fine by all of us, including the people watching. Over here, I got oh, the man right. with the wind in his hair, Harrison Wynn. Sitting over here with a very uh, capable microphone. <laughs> very very well-working microphone. <laughs> you know, there's complainers, you know, and then there's just guys that, you know, they, they get it. They roll with the punches. Real professionals just Harris- adapt to Harris- any situation they're in. Such a real Roll with the punches. Man. Such wait, a real wait, professional. Are we discussing whether or not... Me or Harrison is a professional. <laughs> <laughs> that is the conversation. You're right. Not a great insult. Well, uh, well looks like I lost I guess that, we one. Knew the answer to that one. answer that one, guys. So, like we mentioned, a bunch of trades have already come through, including the giant 
James Harden for Ben Simmons deal. We're going to talk about that one later yes. on in the show as well as all of the deals. Just kind of grade them, talk about who won or lost these trades. Uh, we also had Denver Nuggets practice today, which is only the third practice that I've at least attended all season long. I think it's only the third one that's happened at Ball Arena. They've practiced on the road or whatever, or they've practiced in silence as well. We know this. Like the team's like, no practice today. Then you see on the Instagram guys at the gym working out. Yeah, the optional, non optional <laughs> shoot around. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's no media because it's optional, even yeah, though the entire team's here and it's very structured. You and your friends are like, yeah, no, we're, not, we're not getting together tonight. I have Instagram. The worst. Um, but nonetheless, it was, you know, an opportunity to meet people don't know this a little bit maybe too much behind the scenes but practice is the best way to sort of gauge the team and, and so like games you know questions are limited to within the game like it's weird to ask questions that are too far afield from that but to get in there today uh it was really nice we talked to will barton we talked to michael malone we saw michael porter jr we're going to talk about all that but first to set the stage 27 minutes to go for the trade mm -hmm. deadline harrison what can you tell us about the denver nuggets well obviously no trades yet um, I'm told, I just put this on Twitter, a trade could still be coming. It's a possibility. They've got some things on the stove, but to be determined on, you know, if the Nuggets pull the trigger on any of those trades. It's a funny metaphor to say you have something on the stove because you never have anything on the stove unless there's a plan for it to be finished. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, it's you a don't weird cook way to something that. halfway and yeah. then go, it's like, nah, I'm my good. wife calls, like, how's dinner? It's on the stove. We'll see. She's like, yeah. follow up question. Is the stove on? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I guess we're going to see if the stove is on. Okay. Is what, what's going to happen here. Um, we know what the Nuggets are looking for, most likely. Uh, defensive presence on the wing or a backup center. And I think we know the Nuggets' two most likely players to be traded. Faku Camposo is making $3.1 He's fallen behind Bones Highland on the point guard depth chart. And Jamichael Green, who's making a little over $8 million, who's fallen behind Zeke Naji in the front court rotation. So that's kind of the Nuggets' starting point. Uh, Mike Singer, friend of the show, reported yesterday the Nuggets could throw in a first-round pick. Um, we'll, so we'll see if that makes any more deals come through but it's also that's where the nuggets are right now a first round pick it's interesting because a first round pick if you throw into a deal you better be getting somebody that's one long term and two like really shores up it's not like you're not paying a first round pick to get off of faku you just play you hang out and yeah. do it for the rest you're of the not year. paying a first round pick to get a Bryn forbes <laughs> right so if you are when when you hear that they are willing to do that you think okay they're probably something a little bit bigger that they are at least entertaining. Not necessarily like yeah. that's what's on the stove, but that they are willing to do that if it's... Or the so. offers they were getting were just crap. Right. <laughs> Maybe. I know. That's the thing about all this stuff. You wish you knew all of the discussions before you could like really gauge what was happening. You know, like... Because, I mean, the discussion on days like this, if you're like are an extreme casual and also write for a publication, you're like, why don't the Nuggets make a deal? And you're like, bro... You know, there has to be two sides that well, agree to do everything. The like, funny thing about that, though, is, you know, as Woj reported when Tyrese Halliburton was traded, that as GMs around the league were shocked to see that he was available. Yeah. And it's like sometimes I do think you just have to call and, and shoot your shot. For it, sure. Oh, for sure. And there's a lot of people to call, but I do wonder sometimes if it's like, you know, what do you have? The pickup artist is you ask out a hundred women at the bar and one of them says yes. You're like, perfect. Success was great. And it's like maybe that's how it is for being a GM. You're supposed to just like call Sacramento, call Orlando. Like, hey, are you your best players for our worst? Are you in? And every now and then one of them's like, yeah. Wait, right now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Who yeah. knew? Um, all right. We talk about players, though, that Denver might be targeting. Is there any names or a type of player? Uh, Harris, uh, vote. I know we've talked about this a little bit, but is there like a, a type of player maybe you have your eye on? Sure. I mean, again, 
well, forget fetchable for now. We'll just sort of talk about what I'm interested in. I mean, Kenrich Williams would be a home run. I think we all feel that way. Uh, that Josh Hart trade, I don't think is official yet, but I do think he's off the table. Those were the two guys I was looking at. Kenrich, to me, maybe seems like the home run in terms of, I obviously have no idea what his value is around the league. Very but, high. But extremely high. Is he a guy that you could get with a first? Mm. Um, I wonder, you know. Otherwise... It's pretty limited. You know, that first-round pick is going to be down the line. I believe they're step-in-locked right now. So, uh, again, it's not like for Denver to bring someone back, they got to send a core piece out. And so I don't know. It's really hard for me to identify guys that are gettable with those middling assets. When you talk about a Faku trade, do you anticipate it being a deal to get somebody back, or do you feel like it's a do do right by Faku if they were to move him? Yeah. Yeah. It could be either. I could definitely see the Nuggets wanting to – just get him somewhere where he can play. You know, Faku took a chance coming over, bringing his whole family over <gasps> from Europe a couple days or a couple years ago. I think they'd want to do right by him. So we interrupt this to announce the Mavericks have traded Chris Tapps Porzingis to what? the Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie. What a wild trade. Now, I've heard rumors about trade. this. We need, we need like an air horn or something. Yeah, we do need an air horn right there. Hit that air horn. That's crazy. Chris Tapps. Uh, oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Is that what we got? Let's I don't. Oh, wow. There it is. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. Trade alert. So, Dallas, all I see right now from Woj, Chris Tapps Porzingis to the Washington Wizards, Spencer Dinwiddie to the Mavs. Here's what I'll say about the Mavs. So, they've managed to be very good defensively. Chris Tapps must be the worst, man. There's so many players around the NBA that are oh just high maintenance, like annoying, really well-paid players, and Chris Tapps one of them. He has been impactful for them defensively this season. What I'll say is Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie also annoying. Apparently, all of his teammates also Yeah, apparently. So, hey, 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 easy. Easy on the former <laughs> The Bitcoin buff. thing easy. dried up real easy. fast, I think, for Bitcoin him. Bitcoin thing yeah. might have dried up a little bit. But um, Whoa. but here's what you have. What I just can't get over that. Fuck, that trade that's is That's a so massive good. deal. That is insane. I a for a Mavs team that's playing really, really well. Clearly wow. not because of Chris Tapps, apparently. Arguably no. did not need to shake things up. They're also, they're all, well. I didn't think they were good enough, but. There's a couple factors in here. One of them was Chris Tapps was making a lot of money, right? I have to imagine this is a little bit of a haircut for Dallas. To well, there's going to be more players going back to Dallas from Washington yeah. for sure. Yeah. And man, Dallas, by the way, our, Washington has some good players. Yeah. So like. I'm almost nervous to see if they get anybody Kyle else back. Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell Pope, or something like that. Two guys who I thought the Nuggets could definitely use. But what Dinwiddie does really well is in a spread offense, he gets into the paint very well. He's just really good at that. Same with Jalen Brunson, same with Luka Doncic. So they are setting themselves up to be a team that is going to score 120 points, even in a playoff series, because they're going to spread you out and get into the paint so much. So Chris Stapps, obviously wow. a big name. We know he and Luka never, not exactly best friends, you know, bunk mates on the road or anything so um <laughs> i don't know it's an interesting one man that's do, huge do we know how much dinwiddie makes approximately does that's anyone a lot. want to spot track that because yeah. i'm curious about that financially yeah somebody get a sponge i would have thought that uh <laughs> i mean i always thought dallas was gonna need to move off of porzingis or turning into something else to win a title so right. and i didn't think they were good enough but it is surprising to see given how well oh, they've the, played lately isn't Bertans it is involved in that deal too man wow. so so Bertans, so there you go another Bertans. now Por, davis Bertans, guys but do you remember mm-hmm. was it last year that to get davis Bertans, it was two first yeah and mm-hmm. then he was the worst he'd ever been except for when he played us he <laughs> yeah, right. knocked out every three he, took. he did have one massive game against the Nuggets. <laughs> i think he's averaging like nine points per yeah, game he's or falling out of favor he, he's really, but 
are you telling me you don't think that playing alongside Luka Doncic now with some oh, real man. floor spacers and all he's going to do now is just like stand in the corner or run off screens? Look, I would predict that Davis Bertans has a resurgence. Look, the Mavs are definitely getting better with this trade. Yeah. Um, a lot of talk coming out of Dallas really over the last year plus is that the Mavs are always better with KP off the court. Right. So the Mavs are getting better here. You know, Dinwiddie's had a really, really bad season. Like he's been actually pretty awful. Um, but you put him around Luca, you put him in that system and, uh, Bertans and whoever else they get back. I think it's a win for Dallas. Absolutely. And that's. That's concerning if you're Denver because, you know, it could be a potential playoff opponent down the road. I, I think it's a win for Dallas as well, uh, and I thought they had to try and get better. Did they get worse defensively, though? Maybe. And I ju just in terms of, like, their long-term playoff prospects, I think, are better. But in the meantime, just in terms of picking up games, might this serve to help Denver, I wonder? Because so, Dallas has picked up a lot of wins through being a stout oh, defensive they're group. great defensively. It's a yeah. miracle. And Jason Kidd has been surprisingly good mm -hmm. in terms of changing the – identity of that team in that in that regard obviously they're still a luka team but they have other ways of beating you now other than luka going for 40 10 and 10 um offensively though Bertons, chris Stapps, kind of a wash like now you have another pick and pop big or floor spacing big yeah. like they, they both do the same thing like chris Stapps is taller they both shoot threes and don't rebound exactly yeah. exactly so <laughs> now you have that and dinwiddie look it's a flyer he does get into the paint um he has kind of wore out his welcome at a lot of different places, but guess what? You only need to be there for three months. Sometimes, right. yep. sometimes a guy, it's like, hey, oh, dude, we love Boogie. <laughs> yeah, well, Currently. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little colder than the rest of everybody <laughs> I'm else. Just saying, but, but, um, look, I think this is a great move for Dallas. I think it's a Absolutely. Great move I mean, I'm wondering what Washington's thinking. Well, you get Chris Stapps. Dude, I mean, I, Chris I mean, is a good player. That, yeah, you do. I, I can't, I, to me, I just, I just can't get over the blockbuster deal that was getting Christoph Porzingis to go to Dallas right. is like that quickly torn up. I cannot believe that those two can't get along an injury, that much. An injury to kind of derail things, yeah. but Unreal. Um, he's, he's been a little bit fragile. Washington, you know, they had that great start. Our, our friend Wes Unseld, they had that great start and then have kind of tailed off here a little and bit. And now their season's done. I mean, Bradley yeah. Beal's probably out for the right, year with right. this wrist surgery. Definitely out for the year. I mean, they're done. So I thought Wizards would be selling off everything potentially, but... You know, they're trying to keep Brad Beal happy. I wonder if Porzingis does that. There's so many little stages you can be in as a team, and I got to think Washington is the worst because they both are kind of fair, feel somewhat hopeless. I mean, you can retool. We've seen teams like Chicago look like they were going nowhere. Now all of a sudden they have a great team. So they could do that, but it's really hard to do. But you also have it. So you're both not that great now, not that promising, but also have a super max player coming up in Bradley Beal. And it's like, yeah. it's one thing when you're <clears throat> rebuilding but have no obligations. Well, this is just like the classic Wizards. You know, this yeah. is the classic Eastern Conference team that they're in the zone that we saw the Pacers in for so many years. Yeah. That Philly was in before they started the process. Yeah. yeah, they could maybe sneak into the play in tournament, but that's what they're going for every season. Yeah. Chris Stapps does give them a long runway. I will, I mean, the Beal Chris Stapps duo next year, you know, maybe there, there's something to kind of build off of. Sure. So to be fair, like, it's not like Bertons and Dinwiddie. They're losing things that they that yeah. they were using, you know, yeah. to succeed. Yeah. To, to me, it's like I'm having a. I just I, I just I I just need to see it. I guess I, I need to imagine what it looks like to have Luca and Dinwiddie working together. Yeah. Unless is Dinwiddie backing up Luca? He he's a point guard also, is he not? Yeah, but I mean, look, in a spread yeah. offense like that, this is what's so interesting about Denver is they are built opposite. 
some teams have like the Clippers, nothing but wings. Denver yeah. doesn't have any wings. Right. Other teams have nothing but shooters out there. Denver, you know, short on shooters. Some teams have nothing but guys that get into the paint and you spread it out. And those are like simple, easy ways to win. And now you have three guys that are very good at that. You know, it might work, man. Like think about Denver's how much they struggle keeping guys out of the paint off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Now, now Dallas has three of those, yeah. and that might yeah. be a first round matchup. There's a scenario in which those two teams play. So. Um, I, I don't know. It makes to me it makes me slightly more afraid of Dallas. But me too. we're 15 minutes away here from um, uh, from the deadline. Let's go to practice now because the Nuggets had a practice. It's always interesting. Harrison, want to start us off on some notes from Nuggets practice today? Well, first of all, holding a practice on the day of the trade deadline's got to be super awkward. Bold. I mean, Philly held was gonna hold a practice day and they just canceled it. They're like, right, we don't right. want to deal with the awkwardness and it turns out that was probably a good idea to cancel it there there's was a little bit more you know sure. there's a little bit more there sure but i mean everybody was there at practice jamichael green we saw him faku Campaso, i didn't see him but i was told he was there and michael malone addressed everybody at the start of practice and he said you know as of now we don't have anything cooking uh everybody here is is here um, so let's have a practice and and that's what they did so i don't think it was too awkward they got through it um, but yeah, everybody was in the building. It just seemed kind of normal to be honest. Yeah. I, I will say there's little things like Faku uh, we're told was at the practice today, but he was gone before the media was let in probably by design. I'm sure he just didn't want to like the photos yeah. take it or this or that, like understandable. doesn't mean anything's imminent or anything like that. Um, my big note from practice before we get into what was said, and I know it's your big note too, Michael Porter we watched him today for how long? Maybe 10, 15 minutes shooting threes. He might have missed two of them. He might have missed a bit of 15-minute period. Trade him. So I just went. <laughs> missed those two. We had three guys at practice today, so I just went full media mode taking pictures, videos. Sure. I was just watching Porter the whole time. He hit earmuffs, kids. He hit fucking everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> they, uh, the, the coaches would scream when he missed. And it was like two or three screams. Yep. Like you're kind of like, what happened? If you oh, go, oh, Michael Porter missed a three. That was them going, oh, and he goes, one more, one more, drains it. I mean, he was, you know, it's still, they're limited, right? He's not going through contact stuff. Yeah, it's still mostly just getting shots up. Mm-hmm. But Harrison, the shot looks good, man. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. looks good. I mean, this is what I've been watching before games for the last couple weeks. Yep. I mean, this is what he's been doing. He's yeah. been shooting a lot. He hasn't been missing. And... I've said this before to you guys. Like, if I just watch him shoot and I didn't know he had back surgery a couple months ago, I think he's 100% healthy. This is how he looks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we haven't seen like the dunk. Right. Or, just like, from, what, that, from what just we from see. Shoot, from shooting. what we see, just him shooting. I will, yeah. He looks at least as athletic as Davis Bertans right now. <laughs> I'm also 105% confident that it was the back pain, those struggles oh, to start yeah, this course. season. I mean, we know he's an incomplete player, but the jump shot, I was always pretty sure, that doesn't just go away magically. It, it's back. You watch him, man, and I, I just you can't help but get excited. He's just such an insane talent. And to your point, Harrison, I mean, who knows? There's, you know, we can't judge a person's health by how they move in an empty gym. Like, it just, there's other factors yeah. here. But if you were just to watch Murray's workouts and MPJ's workouts, you'd be like, oh, yeah, MPJ's almost ready to go. Yeah. Murray, you could be like, okay, he's got to shed a little weight here. He's got to start doing contact with that. But Michael Porter just runs around the court doing catch-and-shoot threes or sidestep threes and draining them, nothing. But it's a surprise when he even hits the rim. So And Michael Malone today, I asked him, he said it's a possibility he could return this season. And it's the first time anybody's spoken about 
Michael Porter on record this season and said that it's a possibility. So. Really? That was the first time on record? Yeah. Nobody's said that before. It's People all, have said it's possible it's Jamal Murray through comes report. back. It's, big, it's come yeah. from Mike Malone hasn't spoken on it this season, yeah. but I asked him, and he said, yes, it's it, possible. It's, he also said it's possible he doesn't return this right. season. Right, but... He was coy about it at first. He joked with you. Well, all things are possible, Harrison. And then he said, no, but seriously, it is on the table. And I, I do think you're right that that was a takeaway uh, and, and just confirmation of what we've all hoped. There is still this element of he starts to go through contact stuff. Maybe he doesn't feel comfortable. And they're going to go, hey, we're not rushing you, right? So far from a lock. But yeah. does Porter look like a guy that could return this season? from a non-doctor's perspective, yeah. sure does. This is what I've been saying all along and what I've been writing in wind chimes. When I watched Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. warm up, they look like guys that are warming up to get back this season. You know, if, if they didn't have it in their mind that they, you know, weren't playing this season, they weren't, they would not be warming up like they are. Right. You know, it looks like they're ramping up to come back this year. <laughs> 10 minutes to go through the trade <laughs> deadline. We're going to get more notes from uh, practice today because we want to talk about what Barton had to say, what Michael Malone had to say, but let's hit our first break here. It's about that time. On the other side, maybe some deals come home. Uh, we'll get to all those on the other side. Uh, shout out to a friend of the show. I don't have his t uh, tweet up right now, but one of our DMVR Nuggets listeners actually got a job at Ball. I, I think because of our read. So, um, it can happen. If you're looking for a job, uh, Ball is hiring and you can get hired as a production technician um, at Ball. If you want more info, jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or you can text Golden to 77222. The production technician, you get paid $27.39 per hour. Very uh, competitive Ooh, wage. I might apply. With potential for increases at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. Offers a lot of exposure to other manufacturing opportunities in the plant as well. And the production tech's role touches on the other stages of making aluminum cans and ends. So Ball is a great place to work. Like I said, one of our DNVR Nuggets listeners and watchers just got a job there. If you want more info, go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. Or you can text Golden to 77222. Um... Also, we just partnered up with these guys, Athletic Ooh. Greens. Have you been taking your Athletic Greens? I have. Uh, I've again, been taking them as well. Just to be clear, we're not talking about Jamichael and Jeff, right? No. The no. Athletic Greens? Okay. No. It's also not a performance in herring marijuana strain from uh, no, AG. No. <laughs> I, have been, I have been taking my daily Athletic Greens. Yes. Um, realizing that this is a read about health, I'll let you take it over <laughs> and talk about you taking it so that people can aspire uh, to something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do use Athletic Greens every day. Um, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health and I wanted more energy. I wanted an optimized immune system. Um, so with Athletic Greens, what it is, is it's a powder and you just put one scoop into a water bottle each day, take it before you eat anything in the morning. And it sets you up for a great day. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, super probiotics, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's just a blend of all those ingredients. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. Um, it's also lifestyle-friendly. You know, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free... Uh, it contains less than one gram of sugar, I'm all no of GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. So 
It's really good stuff. Also supports better sleep quality and recovery. Supports mental clarity and alertness as well. Um, what about IBS? I'm sure. <laughs> All roads lead to yeah. IBS. Every ad. Does uh, does Ball have an IBS program? <laughs> uh, costs less than $3 a day. So check it out. Um, Athletic Greens, they're giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with oh, your yeah. first purchase so all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash nuggets athleticgreens.com backslash it is a nice way to start the day you feel like you've accomplished something when you drink your athletic greens okay what there you go (laughs) some of us have a higher bar to clear than others but yeah (laughs) i mean listen you guys do stuff i don't do anything that's kind of i drink it it's an open secret (laughs) i drink vitamins cool whatever uh, all right, so back here on the trade deadline special, we have probably, I'm, I'm sure, maybe some new people checking in or people haven't checked in for a while. This live show that we do both for, we do pregame live shows, that's like our mini podcast, we do postgame shows, we do off day shows. These also all become a podcast. So if you're unable to watch us for whatever reason during the live show, you can always check us out on your podcast feeds, DNVR Nuggets podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them. You want to check that out. And if you do enjoy the show, leave a rating and review oh, on Apple Podcasts. Always nice. Okay. Uh, see what the homies have to say. I, I was going to say we've got some news or if you got but something. Let me hear it. So friend of the show, Jake Fisher, yeah. says the Nuggets are in the mix for Jalen Smith, who... Sticks, Earlier today, sticks. got traded to Indiana. Wow, interesting. And so Tory Craig, in a roundabout way, could end up helping the Nuggets solidify. Yes. A, 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 it'd be one little tip of the hat. Um, Jalen Smith is an interesting one. He's pretty intriguing. You know, very good three-point shooter. His nickname was Sticks early on in college because he was so skinny. He was like bones in seven-foot form. But he really added the weight. He actually has a pretty nice, I mean, he's still a slender build, but he has a nice body to him. Hard worker, plays in goggles, which is always a big boost. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but more than anything, like he would be – it's funny, man. Denver gave Malone Isaiah Hartstein. You could tell he didn't want the young, unproven guy. Jalen Smith is even less proven. Yeah. Than yeah. The, he's talented. He's got a lot of upside, but he's very unproven. So Jalen Smith, he's a 6'10 big man who the Nuggets had a lot of interest in in the draft two years ago. The draft they took Zeke Naji and RJ Hampton. Um, Jalen Smith's been in – Phoenix these last couple years didn't play anything didn't play at all his rookie year played a little this year um yeah he's super raw he's super inexperienced I don't think he'd play or even really come close to cracking the rotation in Denver um but he's somebody the Nuggets were interested in in the draft so that's why I'm not totally surprised Denver would be interested him in in him now uh he's he's on his rookie contract they'd have control over him for a bit but I don't think he'd be in the rotation. Dude, he looked really good at Summer League. I remember that. And also... He uh, and Zeke. Yeah. Is that right? I'm uh, just joking about how uninformative we've learned Summer League is. That's a great point. Well, Zeke was terrible, but he looked good. Right. And he's also played some big games for the Suns. Like, they, you know, just casually monitoring that world now. Uh, there have been times where they've been all in on sticks, and it's been like a... Like a uh, you know, like a people's champ sort of thing. Like they're clamoring for sticks. So right. I, I don't know. Well, like every every fan base just wants their young prospects. It's oh true. man, you have a draft pick. Like of yeah. course you're just like but, all about. Every, nobody's more famous than the unproven draft pick. From yeah. where they the are. Suns yeah. also reached. Didn't they take him ten or eleven? Yeah, and way he, early. He was projected like I think another 10, 15 yeah. picks down the line. So I would imagine there was some uh, like hope, active hope that he works yeah. out. I don't. This doesn't excite me too much for the reasons Wynn said. It's 
we just talked about some of the lessons learned this year, and I like what we've seen from Bones and Zeke, but what about getting playable, ready-now vets to help you make a run? Don't know if you need a project. Don't know yeah. if Malone wants a project. He doesn't. Hey, if hey. you <laughs> want to center boogies right there, and the, the truth of the matter is the Phoenix Suns know just what they're doing in terms of identifying and keeping talent around, and they're shipping him out already. I, right. I don't, I'm not excited about it. Wait, the Phoenix Suns, you're saying they're shipping him out already? I mean, part of this is they're, you know, they have different wants and needs. Too. Yeah, like, you're right. You're right. Different. Of course. I'm just, but I, listen, man, I'm just saying this isn't, to me, this doesn't scream, oh, yeah. this outfit would be that much more J- ready Jalen to... Smith could be a nice developmental piece. Um, but I kind of wonder if the Nuggets have their Jalen Smith already. That's Zeke, Zeke Naji. Yeah, they Nagy. do a lot of the same things well. He's not yeah. big enough to play like, yeah. Yeah, uh, like guard your Dwight Howard back. Yeah, those two seem a little redundant to me. But again, yeah. it's it's a nice developmental piece. He's a former high draft pick that you could take a flyer on for relatively little. If it costs you Faku, though, absolutely you do this it. This is the thing. Like, first of all, Faku and uh, TJ McConnell on the same team. Oh, oh come man. on, baby! The tryest, hardest team ever go, to yeah. the but no, but if rename you, them yeah. the tryhards. If you could get him for a Jamichael Green, or I don't know actually, but for Faku, for Faku. Um, yeah. Yeah, you do that because he's young. You can develop him. You've got him under control. He's an asset. Disagree because it's the roster spot. It's not Faku. It's the roster spot. Use that roster spot on a player that can help you win games this year. Yeah, like can I just say? Uh, I, I mean, it's Faku temp- though. I just want to take a temperature. No, but like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not worried about. I mean, hey, hey, no, you're make this point because I think it's important. I, to me, it's less about the Faku for Jalen exchange. Right. It's just if you're making deals, if you're filling a roster spot, go get a piece that helps you win. Now we've seen the this end of the road for the nuggets this version of the nuggets how they're handling flyers like malone's not right. about it right <laughs> so your, your point do you would you feel if the nuggets did make that deal let's just say it was Faco or maybe even jermichael green for for sticks would that make you feel like the nuggets are maybe punting on the season or that they're like not, not it's a punting. signal that they're not all in yeah it's just a sort of indecisive move i don't think it's a bad move but again right now i'm looking at this deadline like can they is there just a marginal piece that makes it that much easier to pick up wins? I'm, I'm sort of over yeah. the flyer thing. I don't know if I trade Jamichael Green for him. Is that crazy? Jamichael Green's reliable. Right. I mean, that's the thing about it is like you know at least you're going to get a guy that knows all the plays and the, the yeah. coverages and what he's supposed to do. Think about if hustle. you're in the playoffs and yeah. Zeke just doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah. Turn to Jalen Smith. Oh I mean, God. I guess they, they no also have a veteran. You also have Jeff Green. They would also still have another roster spot, right? So they make that move and then they sign Boogie or something. Oh, that'd I, be I, the funniest thing. I, Tim Conley's like one for me, one for you. Yeah, and like, perfect. Yeah. I'll use the one for me. <laughs> it's okay. But like, so I'm. I don't know what where I am with what I want the Nuggets to do exactly. Like, they're they are in the weirdest of all spots where theoretically they could be making acquisitions of both Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., which would be the biggest moves that they could possibly make all season. If they don't, if those two players don't come back this year, I don't see any path to them actually winning. And so it's like, I don't want them to like, if they don't in their hearts believe that those two players are coming back, I would like them to pick up a developmental player and like look towards the future. I don't, you know, it's like if win now, what does that mean? Like, okay, we get into the playoffs. We maybe squeak by the, I mean, I think we saw the ceiling of this team last year, as it is currently constructed without those two 
superpowers right, alongside right, right. Jokic. It's, it's, it's limited. It's like you just have to be realistic with what you have. Yeah. And it's difficult because, you know, sports are just like very, uh, you just very front brain. Like you just want everything to happen right now, now, now. And I don't know. I, I, I am of two minds on what, I, what I'd like them to do for sure. Well, the clock has struck midnight here. It's actually mm. 1 o'clock, which means the trade deadline is officially over. Now, of course, deals always roll in. 10, oh. 15, even 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah. hit the board. Yeah. Houston is tra- trading Daniel Thies right. uh, to the Celtics <laughs> for Dennis Schroeder. They, they love themselves some Daniel Thies. They Daniel can't get Tice away. They Schroeder. can't keep away. They can't keep him away, man. Guys, I really Boston's loading up. Boston got better, and they've been playing better. Yeah, but they're not good enough better. Well, no, I... I I'm not talking about them winning the title. I'm talking about me like shot and fraud. You, you know don't. I mean? You just want them to keep losing so you can have fun on around the association. That's exactly. And it. it's just gonna be a little a less little, fun. A little less fun. Okay. Well, you'll you'll manage. I think you'll deal. <laughs> no, I think that's important. Um, let's get quick notes here to practice while we wait for these final deals to come in uh, across the wire. Harrison, I, I'll start actually with what sure. I thought was the most thing I was most interested to learn. So maybe that's why I find it most interesting. <laughs> but you know, Bones Island had the playbook written on his arm in this last game we know Popeye Jones has talked about learning the playbook this or that and and how difficult it can be Michael Malone I asked him about that today about hey what is the challenge for a young player learning a a new playbook at the NBA level and what does a coaching staff do and his answer I thought was absolutely fantastic I mean coach rarely gets into this level of detail about these types of things but what he said was that it's not just about knowing the playbook from two positions, which Bones has to do. It's not He's not just learning the shooting guard, but also point guard. So you're kind of having to learn two playbooks. But the challenge of a point guard, he talked about, was you have to know situation. Like, what plays do you run against certain defenses? Yeah. What plays do you run in certain circumstances? Oh, they're in the bonus. How do I – what play do I run now to take advantage of it? Who hasn't got a shot in a while? What's the play in our playbook that you have to recall off the top of your head that gets so-and-so, Will Barton, we got to get him going, he hasn't had a shot in a while. So that, and and like saying that provides a lot of context because I think a lot of people have ran with the Bones doesn't know the playbook, is he dumb, is he this or that? Point guard is similar to quarterback and that you actually have to think on seven different levels at one time. So it's not just a, do you know the name of a play, but do you know the situation for which each play is called? And I just thought that was great insight. Look, point guard's the toughest position in the NBA to learn and to play, and especially for a rookie who didn't play point guard his senior year of college. Right. Sophomore, but yeah. Or sophomore year. Yeah, his last year. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to step into a veteran team with you know a lot of guys who have been in the league for a while and take command when you're on the court. So I wasn't surprised, you know, when Bones shifted into this role that there were going to be some growing pains, but... My biggest takeaway over the last couple of weeks is that it seems like Malone is really doubling down and saying he's willing to live with these highs and lows. And it's it's a big development at this point in the season, I think. I would call Michael Malone unequivocally in Bones' corner today at, at, at practice. Like, there was no hedges. There was no this or that. All positive things and almost an excitement. Like, it just was very – Malone sometimes says things. You're like, he's pumping up his guys or whatever, this or that. I felt like – his answer both to the questions being asked about the playbook and this or that, but also just the way he raved about Bones right off the off the bat. Yeah. Like, I really do think in a lot of ways we're over the hump with him, mm-hmm. and I'm curious to see his next bad game in a, cl- in a close one if, he, if Malone sticks with him through it. Um, I think that choice is made. I think you see Faku if it's like you're down 25 in the third and no one's playing hard, but as far as the rotation, I think it's solidified. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think he's going back. 
So I thought that was really great. And then I asked them also about just teams with all the 10 days and two-way guys if playbooks have gotten reduced a little bit, including defensive schemes. And to my surprise, he actually said yes. But not just with the Nuggets, but league-wide, maybe things have this year been simplified a little bit. This is yeah. actually a note we've been talking about on the list that the Nuggets do kind of have like fewer plays they just keep going to, and, and it's almost more basic. But it sounds like it's a league-wide trend because – this year's just been so weird with so many new guys. I mean, think about Bryn Forbes is new. You know, oh, like, yeah. The, the less practices, new. too. Fewer practices. Right, so. yeah. Fewer practices, and, and Bones as a rookie, and he's sharing the court with guys who weren't around all year in Forbes, and even a guy like Reed, despite the training camp. So yeah. not terribly surprised. Another quick little note here. Jeremy Grant, who was possibly going to bolster a contender or even move out west, it sounds like he, Shams is reporting that the Pistons and he, they're going to stay together. So... No deal imminent for, yeah. for Jeremy Grant. He just wanted to go somewhere he could win. You know, <laughs> Definitely not that, but he does seem content there, so he'll be there at least until the summer. Um, is there anything else from Michael Malone, or you want to move to Will Barton? Yeah, we can move to Will. Any, what, what's your big note from Will Barton? Um, What's my big note from Will Barton? I asked him if the Nuggets need to make any upgrades at the trade deadline. He said, no, we've got everything we need in this locker room. Yeah. And... I don't. I haven't seen anything come across. He actually was asked. It's funny, man, because Barton speaks in code, man. Because I, re, he, he was asked today about is it difficult to go through a practice with a trade deadline. He said, "Not for me," and I think everybody initially took that to mean because you know you're not getting traded. But he later kind of clarified, and he was like, "If I get traded or don't, yeah." Like he's like, "I'm." He's like, "Whatever, you know, it is what it is." And it reminded me actually of when he was asked about the start, the competition at small forward. And he was like, why would I be nervous about that? And it reminded well, me of that. Like, he was speaking in almost code about it. Well, I actually think with that, he that was he was blindsided by that. But No, of course. <laughs> but I'm saying that But his response was kind of tongue-in-cheek to this one, too, about, like, I'm sure, of course, he's like, people want to trade me. They wanted to trade me for forever. There's like oh. fans or this or that, but yeah. what have you. I, 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 the reason I laughed, I just saw that uh, included in that Houston deal is Ina's Freedom. freedom. Yeah. <laughs> no Ina's longer freedom. can't. You know, freedom is, is along with Bruno Dude, Fernando. Imagine, oh. <laughs> imagine going that conservative publicly and not taking off in Boston. Weird. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, here's a crazy one that just came across from Woj. No deal for the Lakers, sources mm. tell ESPN. They'll focus on the buyout market. Oh, what, what a weird move for them to focus on the buyout market. They well, just have of course. A year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, but what I'm saying, no, but here's the thing. My fear with the Lakers as like in terms of turning themselves into true contenders, because I think they are so far. LeBron James agrees with me, by the way. He's come out public. Can you imagine if Jokic came out and was like, yeah, we, we're not very We can't win. We're not good. We'll never be the, the, this group. I just can't imagine it. It actually like Dude. LeBron gets. I, actually he could, gets low. I could imagine Jokic saying that. I, mean, I don't I, think it would be a dramatic moment at all. I think he would say it like we need to get better. Man, you're. I, th- LeBron's comments in that one were not a hedge of like a realistic or a casual. Sure, this or that. I agree they were that, a yeah. straight up like they were, they were an older guy that's learned to have a little quit in him. I could never imagine, for example, a like Kobe Bryant saying something like that. I know this is like I'm just trying to talk about different mentalities. Little quit it was in the him. weirdest. Like we just, just lost. saying it that directly. It to me, I just like cringed. I like watched it ten times because I'm just like this is so crazy. To I me, can't I it. thought he was speaking directly to of his course. general I mean, manager, who then. And didn't do anything at the deadline. Of course. Well, now he's got to go to his team and be like, two days ago I said we're this group just can't win kidding, it. guys. Hey, I was let's kidding. All rally the troops now. Did the buyout market's gonna get us. They're like, I to me, I'm sorry, man. I, I saw that clip 
when Russ comes over to say, I'm sorry, I wish I could help you guys. Oh, I love it. you guys it. see LeBron's yeah, face? Yeah, that's, yeah. That is not the thanks for coming over, man. <laughs> of course. Face. That's not. Anyway, my point is they did not trade. They clip. did not make I'll a trade. I was worried that somehow they were going to pull, you know, something something off that was so ridiculous. They did not. And I'm personally, I think I'll bury the Lakers. Can they win a play-in? Like, nope, I'm still scared to get there. Whatever. But in terms of, like, <laughs> now they're going to have to not only win the play-in, but then beat Phoenix or Golden State. No thank you. Best case scenario, well, they lose the play-in in game one to the Pelicans, which would be, like, the greatest thing ever. Scenario two, they have they lose to the Clippers, which would also be great at the play-in. Scenario three, they get swept by the Warriors or Suns. All the like likely scenarios right now. Maybe for Lakers, a in my better opinion. scenario is they lose to the Kings in the play <laughs> because the Kings guys, the Kings are going all in for the play right now. They're doubling down. They got a foot slammed down on the gas. They are going hard for the 10 seed. Would you be uh, hard. Would you guys be cool if I just stood up and twirled like uh, I know. music? It's a, no, it's okay. honestly a saving grace of the season. Like Denver's been in purgatory this whole year, but they're not in hell. No, like, we're looking down in hell at the Lakers. You we're sorry, like, suckers. Look at us. You we're guys. just like lukewarm temperature. Yeah, over we're here. like you guys. No, we're like this is boring. This is really boring. <laughs> That's what it is. Did you guys see that uh, Kings fan on the broadcast with the sign that says "Welcome to Hell"? Yeah, welcome to hell. <laughs> dude. I popped on Nuggets Reddit. There are just Kings fans looking to convert to Nuggets fans. It's <laughs> oh, like, please man. let me join you guys because yeah. I'm just. I can't do this anymore. Hey, Kings fans, we'll take hey, it. Yeah. We'll take you. We'll sure. Take you. Also, Kings fans got to give that a little bit of runway, man. Sabonis is good. Sabonis is really good. I, dude, I mean, I, they, they've been in, in purgatory for the last I, 20 if years. I, if my team got Sabonis, I would be so hyped. Yeah, he's like Jokic light. Yeah, but he's if your so team dope. sent Tyrese Halliburton out, you might be conflicted. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. We've, we've, we've done that with the yeah, Kings. Yeah. Um, my... Big note for Barton. I asked him because he's going to pass. If assuming again he's on the team, it looks like he is. But he's going to become the all-time Nuggets leader in three-point shooting. And I asked him what that meant to him, and he said it actually means a lot. And you could tell actually in his response that this actually is a big thing. And here's why: when he came into the league, he was known as, "Hey, he can get to the rim. He's a slasher, but he can't shoot. That's his weakness." For a guy to go from, if you read his scouting reports, can't shoot, no three-point shot. To being the leader in <laughs> a franchise wild. in three-point That's been around history. for 50 years. That's been around for 55 years. Well, the three-point line has been around that long. But Whatever, doesn't matter. Bro. doesn't matter. Whatever, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Simpson never shot the three-ball like Martin did. <laughs> he did it underhand, too, the right way. <laughs> the right way. Uh, but it, honestly, too, like, Barton's basketball career is weird because – He's the longest tenured Nugget. You know, he's one of the longest tenured Denver athletes. Yet the city of Denver just hates him for whatever reason. So it's a little weird. So it's a little bit of a bittersweet that he will be like an all-time Denver three-point shooter. Man, it's a hell of an accomplishment because yeah. Will Barton came into the league as a second-round pick. First right. of all, that's a great. Point. So he's carved out an incredible career for a second-round pick. He's earned a lot of money for a second-rounder. Great. Point. But he also came into the league with absolutely no jump shot. He was a terrible shooter in college, terrible shooter when he got to the Blazers, and now he's going to be the Nuggets' all-time leader in three-pointers made. By the way, not like this isn't like a, like a coincidence or something. Like his shot really is good. When he takes an open yep. three, I'm like, that looks. He's, he's, he's been a very good three-point shooter for the last six years. Yeah. Chat points out too, he's about to set a franchise record for a team that didn't draft him, that traded for him. Right. Which and here's the other thing, I'm going to upset a lot of people. Longest tenured Nugget, OG Yoke player, about to set a record. I mean, a deep playoff run away from these are low bars. And I'm not talking about the stars, just the way we use this on the internet. Right. Nuggets legend, Will Barton. Right. I mean, that's right. on the tape. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It really, really is. is. 
So I, I'm really excited he's still around. I think he can help this team. It's funny to me that J.R. Smith is a nugget that we all are like fond of, like love, like, oh man, J.R. Smith, one of my favorite nuggets. And then with Barton, you're like, knucklehead. Like, hold on. Barton, J.R. Smith's a knucklehead, guys. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's a little it's a little. If you're upset about the shots Will Barton takes, you didn't watch J.R. Smith. Yeah, of course. Of course. You watch the highlights. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder, maybe this will be, like, how Barton is remembered, where, you're like, you, in the real time, you just remember the frustrating parts of him, which we're not denying those are there. But you, maybe in, in hindsight, you'll only remember the, like, cool moments with Barton. I don't know. You know? One could hope. One could, could help, couldn't they? Yeah, one could. <laughs> Why don't we hit our final break? On the other side, it looks, I don't know, man. We haven't heard anything about the Nuggets here. It's probably about five more minutes-ish. Oh, yeah. we just got a tweet come in. Let's see what it says. Nope, just nothing new. Um, all right, so we'll hit our last break. And then on yeah, the other side. a tweet from uh, Walmart. Uh, it looks it's great. It was, Sha- it was Shams, and he said he's hopping on Stadium to talk about something. I know, dude. Like, the alerts now are like, oh, oh, the tweet. It says, no deals for the Knicks. Yeah, I know. Can I tell you? It's funny when I see all of these digital media companies that do their like live shows and they all wear suits behind a desk. It just cracks me up. Like I know maybe some people prefer that, but whenever I see like I'm seeing the show right now with two dudes in a suit and it's just the digital stream. It's like why can't we just all wear denim? Full yeah, body. Full body denim. That's what I'm saying, man. Dude, wouldn't it be awesome if I was behind a desk and I was like, man, Nurkic sucks. <laughs> Doing the exact same suit, shit. Like the same, the and the tie and everything. Judge D-Line. <laughs> Judge D-Line's coming out behind the What's desk. What's that, Dev? You were in a relationship. Were you wearing this suit during the relationship? I just also love, like, I just wonder if people south of, like, 35, like, enjoy the, like, next up we go to Harrison, who's going to bring us a report tonight from practice. Harrison, like, just, like, the formality of it all yeah. on, on a freaking Twitter stream. <laughs> Hey, if you, hey, you? Arianne, if you're in Denver, we're all we're dressing up. Yeah, we'll absolutely, do it. absolutely. Um, guys, Ranch Rider Spirits launched in 2019, born from a food truck in Austin, Texas. We just tried these the other week. They're phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. Beyond, they're beyond phenomenal, yeah. man. They're beyond phenomenal. Uh, they hey, come in Friday night. We get a winner's lounge. Do we have any more yet, Kale? You know, so we, we do. Honest to God, a true story. We have one package left. And it's reserved for a winners lounge, a weekend winners lounge. So oh, that works for me. We man. might be crushing ranch riders on Friday. Oh, that'd be go. great. Um, <laughs> they've got a bunch of different flavors. They've got a vodka soda. They've got a Paloma. Uh, they use premium spirits like Reposado tequila or six times distilled vodka. Honest to God, they're so good. Like I, I honestly just like. I could drink 20 of them. That's I haven't seen you this fired up about an adult beverage in a while. I know, dude. And I also, I also. <laughs> have to see you drink 20 of them yeah like, right, i well, have to see this well. <laughs> uh check them out they're called ranch rider uh, they don't use any added sugar no artificial preservatives you can tell too yeah you Subtle. can tell it's good taste um uh, yeah after only two years on the market they've established themselves as one of the top 10 fastest selling alcohol brands in the country go to ranchriderspirits.com to find a location near you uh, Mike Singer from Denver Post is reporting no deal for Faku source to say he'll remain with the Nuggets. All right. You're stuck with us, Argentina. <laughs> also, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5, get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer. It's okay. You can still experience Super Bowl 56 with 
Super Bowl 56 props instead. Ooh. Tons and tons of props on DraftKings Sportsbook for the big game. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5. Get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Promo code DNVR, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling prom, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're looking for a place to watch that big game, then I come down to the DNVR bar. We will have, speaking of DraftKings, we'll have a, a DraftKings pool going on that day for people that are in the bar. We'll have giveaways, high fives. Oh man! Generally reasonable vibes. Yeah, very. I think immaculate. We'll immaculate. Have, we'll have immaculate. Immaculate. Uh, Adam will have probably drank twenty ranch riders. That'll be fun to watch. Oh, Gotta man. come through. Minimum. <laughs> I'm telling you, very crushable, uh, very crushable. <laughs> Guys, uh, we haven't put out a graphic or anything yet, but you do want to just mark your calendars. We'll probably start promoting this beginning next week, but March 26th, we are doing another party bus, another oh! takeover at Ball Arena uh, for the Denver Nuggets game. Party same, bus? It's going to be same deal, 100 bucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, 100 bucks. We're all going to be in the same section. It's a lot of fun. If you made it to the last one, yes. you're probably going to make it again. If you didn't, you missed out. It's going to be a fantastic time. We might yep. even have a little surprise or two for you for it. So... Mark it in your calendars. These tickets will go on sale beginning next week. Yeah, and when you buy your tickets, you have to either click, yes, I want to be put in an in, in arm lock and be given a noogie, or no, I don't. I need to know first half. First on, because I will put it in the, <laughs> But just mark that, yes or no. <laughs> I saw somebody gave a review of it of that event last time and said it was the best Nuggets experience he's ever had. Yeah. Nuggets lost by 20. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and this time around, they're playing the Thunder. They're playing the Thunder. They should win. Well, no, 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 no. This, this is like one of the ten last games of the season. Okay, yeah. Thunder can't win, man. SGA has got an ankle oh, sprain. He's out. Giddy, yeah. Giddy's too much too. Giddy, yeah, like, hey, we're resting him. For def- personal reasons, yeah. Come on, man. So. Uh, well, Kenrich Williams, we just we don't want to expose him anymore. <laughs> Kenrich Williams, we don't want anybody to know how good this guy is. All right, so it looks like the Nuggets are not making any trades. Hey, this wait, is... so did no one get Kenrich? No, staying put. No, uh, Jeremy He's Grant, <laughs> Jeremy Grant, Kenrich, all these guys that we kept thinking maybe Kenrich, what it is. No man. one wanted to offer first for Kenrich, and that wasn't enough for OKC. Maybe they didn't want to trade him. Hmm. They could collect assets. Everybody's well, collecting like, how many, assets. Like how many picks did the Thunder need? That's so true. It's never yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's enough. Currently. It's like the Nuggets collecting point guards that uh, won't yeah. play. You're just like, <laughs> one got more. another one. One more. Got another one. Um, all right, vote. What's your initial reaction to this? Nuggets stay in Pat. Not terribly surprised. Would have obviously loved to have seen them find a way to get a smaller deal done, bring in a defensive wing. You know, Faku's out of the rotation. I don't know how much you could have brought back. I would have liked for him personally to see him yeah. get somewhere. Because I don't think people realize financially, not that he's struggling in life, but that this move was not like a slam dunk for Faku. Right. Uh, so I, I feel somewhat rough for him personally. Wish they could have got a, a defensive wing in or a center. But I'm really not surprised. I think Malone and Tim, well, Malone through the media, tried to tell us for months they want to get those five back on the court. And they did not have a lot of assets and to, to buckled up for... A slow deadline. What's yeah. your, Eric, what's your reaction? Same thing. I mean, like like I said, I, I would be very wary of doing any, like, big structural changes to this lineup uh, just because we know what we have coming down the pike and we have to sort of just believe in that 
original vision that uh, Conley and Co. put together. That's why they added Aaron Gordon last year. We made the bit like last year. We made a huge splash. It's just we didn't get to fully right. uh, realize it. We got those no. We eight, did. We got those eight beautiful games. Yeah, we did. Uh, trust like me. Hanukkah of uh, of smugdom. We did realize it. I mean, that's the thing is, we did fully get that moment. That's why some people are like, Nuggets never make moves. Literally, just made the biggest move. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, they were the star of last year's trade deadline. This year, there's really only right. So you like you just like allow that to come back into focus before you're like, okay, we're gonna move off of that because they already went all in on a vision. Right. So you know, we're talking about things that are just like editing around the edges, getting a, a developmental guy that might play, might not play. You know, it's like. I mean, it would have been cool to get like uh, to get our old friend Tory back. Uh, Man, him going. To, we're gonna get into this here in a minute, but him going to Phoenix is like ah. I know. Yeah. It would. I. I would have liked to have seen something. I. But I can only assume that every deal that they had on the table involved them having to erode something that they have long term plans for. Right. Yeah. I think so too. Um. As Bobby Marks just tweets out the big winner today. Players in OKC, they're twenty-three million below the floor. So that so means each player is going to get like almost two million dollars. Wow. Because oh. if you're below the floor, you pay your roster evenly. Is that prorated or is that like like the low end guys at the end of the bench? Do they? No, also I think get it, the I think same... it's even. I think so it's that's like everybody. Yeah, like job. there's guys at the end of the bench yeah. that are like, wow, I'm going to make more on this Holy. bench than I will. I mean, there's still time. I well, I guess it doesn't make sense. But yeah, they'll be they'll be really well. That's off. crazy. Which to your point about Kenrich Williams, it is funny. Like they could have easily taken on a giant salary. And you know, like to, yeah. to move him, but here we are. Um, I mean, a little disappointing, I think, especially because Dallas got better, yeah. Phoenix got better. Yeah. Other than that, the Clippers got better. Other than that, I don't know if anybody made a, like a momentum swinging move, but it would have been nice for the Nuggets to add a piece. I mean, now you turn your attention to the buyout market. Denver's got an open roster spot. They've right. got cousins out there right. who. Michael Malone yesterday said he expects to be back. Now, we'll see if the front office expects him to be back. Um, Gary Harris could get bought out in Orlando. I, I think Denver would have interest in him if that happened. So that's kind of where you turn your attention to now. Yeah. I would say I'm, I'm – and let us know in the chat, by the way, how you guys kind of feel. I'm curious to, to, to take a look at this. You can monitor it for me. But I'm, I'm a little disappointed um, – you know, the roster construction was tough this year because the plan was to have Michael Porter, at least, for the whole season. And his absence has really thrown a wrench in, in that second unit. Yeah. I think, you know, the fact that you weren't able to find a landing spot for Faku, you know, is one thing I saw the homie Miroslav, who, by the way, hosts Serbian Corner right here on this very podcast, DNVR mm-hmm. on weekends, along with Voya. Uh, he, so you guys want to check that show out. He just put out that Faku is going to win the Nuggets of playoff games. Mark it down. Here's the one thing about that. Not the craziest take. Like, when you talk about playoffs... You know, do I trust Faku in a playoff like for seven games? Like no, to me, that's not ideal. I know the Nuggets won one last year with him. So yeah, you don't want to do pos- it again. If obviously possible, but yeah. do I? No, but can I picture him having a PJ Dozier like effect where there's one game where he checks in out of necessity? Yep. and like absolutely gets three steals and sure. this or that. Like oh, absolutely. That all the time so, for Faku. but nonetheless, Denver does have a 12 man rotation right now, and to me, they need like a nine or ten, mm-hmm. and that would have been made a lot more clear if you sort of can consolidated yeah. a little bit there so we also don't know you know whatever jamichael green was involved in if he was again well reported but a no trade clause there as well so he would have had to approve right um and maybe you know i think he probably would have in a place where maybe yeah. he could have played he a would lot still more. be getting paid on the first He's, and the 15th, 15th, 15th yeah. so I, we'll see it is definitely disappointing to not clean up 
on the margins. If they no. could have, that would have been what you call a win on the day. So, not not moving Monte or the starters, though, Eric. I'm not surprised. Yeah, we, at, we knew a big all. move wasn't coming. Yeah. I had heard, look, I'd heard a rumor that there that this, that this should not be a surprise if it were to happen, yeah. but. You know, obviously yeah. that didn't that didn't come through. So uh, just quickly, Mike Singer reporting that we are signing Boogie Cousins to another ten day. So there it is. Okay. That's, I mean, it is. Of course, that's what they were waiting on. Like, yeah, that was very obvious. That was the reason he wasn't there for this last game. Also, it wasn't needed. Yeah. Um, or if they got a center today, you know, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. that was why he, they waited till today to sign right. him to yeah. see if a deal. Thank God they didn't one. get Alex Lund. Like, Thank be, you. I'd be surprised <laughs> if Boogie you, even Tim Connolly. Not that I know. But. My one trade deadline <laughs> hope came true. Um, Alex Lund. So it is, no it is sort Lund. of interesting. Now you look at the summer and the flexibility. Does that mean Michael Green is back for next year? I don't Ooh, know. Oh, let's by see the, what happens. By the way, Faku making an imprint. Like Jamichael Green, absolutely could also make a huge imprint on a playoff series. He's trending up. He's trending, mean, he's trending up, and he's also a veteran player. He kind of played the worst he possibly could. Now that you have a new look second unit, he's played a little bit better. Maybe it ends up really paying off for uh, for you. So uh, there you have it. Nuggets, kind of the same team. Let's bounce around the association oh. here real quick. Let's get to the big trade that did happen today, guys. We knew it was going to happen. James Harden is going to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, two firsts. That's quite a haul just in terms of, like, Simmons a really good player. I'm so intrigued to this. Curry's obviously a great floor spacer that's going to really help a team that has a bunch of guys that get into the page. He's their new Joe Harris. He's their new Joe Harris. You know, the picks, we'll have to, I mean, that's just down the line in the future. Daryl Morey, if this doesn't work out, it'll be at a different, GMing a different place. This is what he does. Trade away all future assets if it doesn't work out. Get out of there. Go somewhere new. It's the smartest move you can do as a GM. Um, I'll tell you the part that I don't like about this, guys. Paul Millsap to the 76ers. Uh, Paul Millsap to the 76ers. Oh, that's tough. It breaks tough, my heart. Man. It breaks it's going to be tough too. beating him in the finals. It's going to be, be really tough. tough. <laughs> I know. It's going to hurt my heart. Uh, but I'll let you dish on this trade first. Uh, we well, knew it was going to happen. If I'm looking for a silver lining, I'm going to look for Paul Millsap evasively answering questions about Joel Embiid as the best big. And him insisting every time he doesn't say one it, of we'll, we'll take it one of the best. I'd be like, "Yep, that's a dub." <laughs> yeah, uh, you better not say it, Paul. Yeah. If, if he says it, oh my god, oh. this will be a real like where you have to beat up your dad I'll moment. Delete you know? a lot yeah. of nice Dude. tweets, Paul. He says it one time. Dad. He says it one time. We're fist fighting in the alley. Um, Philly obviously got better. It's a huge win for them. Huge win for Maury. And by the way, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm not talking like I know anything. Just what a reminder. Patience is a virtue in this league, huh? Right. Give it six months. Another disgruntled star will come around. Of course. And and Maury, Maury waited, and he this got league. his. I think Philly looks a lot better this year, obviously, in the playoffs. I know Harden hasn't been good. I would expect suddenly he looks willing to give more effort. I do think. The hamstring's better? Yeah, I bet the hamstring just stuff? loosened up. Yeah. yeah. I'm, here, my I'm hearing it's, text, it's loose I'm again. Like, uh, that guy's but, so loathsome. <laughs> however, guys, long-term volatility. Like, there is a delicious potential for this exploding. Philly is one of the least, like, stable organizations in the league right now. And James Harden is absolutely in that category as far as individuals go. So, scary as a Denver fan. But maybe, maybe it all ends spectacularly. Who knows? I feel like the Nuggets are just fighting a different fight than all these teams, man. Like the Nuggets just build this team from the ground up, make all the right moves, don't skip steps, trade for the final piece of the puzzle last season. And lose two of those pieces. the rest of the league is just players saying the team they want to go to 
demanding a trade and then just getting traded to that team. <laughs> I mean, our guy Matt Moore put this on Twitter like last week when this stuff was picking up steam. You know, when a disgruntled star wants out and he has a team he wants to go to, he usually makes his way to that team. And oh. it and it sucks, man. I hate this league. I hate <laughs> it. I really do. This, yeah, it's too. bullshit. This is like what thing, are, is yeah. that this this trade is actually you, the perfect like just most frustrating thing where you're like you know, like Harden not showing up for Houston camp and just like phoning it in and then getting traded to the situation he wanted, then not liking that one, then phoning it in and getting traded to this one that's probably like the best of all scenarios now for him and now being closer to a championship. To me, I know we're being little, we're being whiny little bitches, guys. Let's not, let's not get yeah, ourselves. Yeah, dude. We're being whiny little bitches. YLBs. Hey, <laughs> right. hey we've WLBs. got a brand, man. We do have a brand. We're being whiny little bitches right now. But one thing is, is that like, <laughs> it does suck that that's like, if it works out for them, it's like that's how it worked out. This is the lamest thing ever. The NBA, like, there really is it's no so lame. Can, there is no hey, justice. Can we ta- just, let's take well, just solace. Us, now they may have just gotten better, so I immediately take this point back. But let's take solace. Maybe hey, the, the net super team experiment failed pretty spectacularly. Oh, okay, here's a here's a couple things. First, I'm going to look long term. So James Harden's an unrestricted free agent this summer. Almost certainly going to sign a long term deal with them. I mean, that's the whole idea. You yeah. trade him, and then you get a long term deal. Are we sure James Harden? is not going to be the next John Wall, the next Russell Westbrook, who signs a long-term deal. And it's like, man, this guy's not the player he was. He just happened to have an unrestricted free agency at the perfect time to get one more deal because you needed him for one more year, but you actually have to get him for five, and that actually handicaps them. I think it's actually not just possible, probably likely that the long-term outlook for James Harden, and by extension, Philadelphia, is maybe not so great. I agree, 100%. But... The thing is, I think he's going to look okay these next two years. The short-term outlook to potentially good. win very a championship. Right. Yeah. And look, four or five years down the line, who knows how healthy Joel Embiid's going to be? Right. But he's healthy this year and is probably going to win MVP because of this trade now, right. and can win a championship. Yeah. So Street. you oh, do that deal ten times out of ten if you're Philly. Are we sure it helps his MVP odds? I mean, I think it is in that, uh, you know, oftentimes people look to the record as like the thing yeah. that is the make or break. Um, but this is a whole new chemistry. Like, here's the thing. Daryl Morey comes in. He can, what does he, what did he do, Daryl Morey in Houston? He built a roster around the star where it's like, I'm going to make James Harden look as good as he can because Daryl Morey's theory of basketball is that your best player is the only one that matters and everybody else just gets in line. You go out here to, to Philadelphia. What do you do? Same thing. Embiid's putting up historic numbers. Everybody else just guys. But now you got two guys. It didn't work with Harden and Chris Paul. I know that's different. It didn't work with Harden and Westbrook. Are we sure that the, it's going to be seamless and now they're racing to the top? Or is there a scenario where early on, at least, it's a little Dude, ugly it's- and it's enough to cost them to where they're a five seed instead of a one? Which in the East means, like, two more losses. It's possible. It's totally possible. Like... It's always there's always weird growing pains when these yeah. like especially like uh, talent of note comes together that has like a right. specific way that that talent has come to right. be known and plays James Harden especially like he has played in a bunch of different roles in the NBA he was the sixth man unheralded or was you know he was celebrated as sixth man they still it wasn't good enough to actually make them uh, get over the hump then he was the unquestionable leader, the unquestionable deity of that uh, Houston Rockets team where the entire 
like franchise had to just bend to his very his his will. He was shooting every time or passing every time. It was just really the James Harden show, um, and him going to Brooklyn. I'm not at all surprised that it didn't work out. Like him having to acquiesce to Kevin Durant's world, like that was never going to happen. So we have to, we're going to find out like how comfortable Joel Embiid is with right. sharing this amount of the spotlight with another player. I mean, Ben Simmons didn't want to shoot, so like that was a good. <laughs> I mean, obviously yeah, it, didn't it worked work out. out no it worked way, out yeah. in the sense that, like, the the spotlight didn't have to be fractured in the way that it's going to have to be now. Like, Man, it's funny. So Joel Embiid has said all the right things. I've actually been very impressed with him this year and how he's handled this. Like, he even had some great comments not like two or three days ago about Ben Simmons and about the situation that was both respective and respectable to Ben Simmons, but also like his perspective, which was a critical one on on how he's handling it. And I just thought I was like so impressed with the thoughtfulness of it. Then immediately as the trade goes down, he tweets the meme of the guy that's like, I showed up to the funeral to make sure that dude's dead. Dude. My enemy's dead. Joel Embiid knows how this thing works. He really man. does, He man. plays the game and the other game perfectly. It's like you were gracious this whole time, and then the moment the deal's done, you're just like, pour the dirt on him. Yep. This is crazy. I read so. that as him saying that to the league. Could be. That? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's the pettiest player uh, by you know, but choice. Pe- petty, tongue in cheek, petty. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. To- like totally, he knows totally. this. With the That's best. what I mean. He so- knew that was the best joke. Also, like cruel, and he played it. <laughs> it's honestly, he kind of played it perfectly. Um, had is there? What seventy sixers are they the favorites right now out east? Or no, they- I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that necessarily. I mean, I still. We have to see it work first. Like Harden yeah. has had a bad year. We yeah. can joke about him magically turning it around, which I expect, but it's not a lock. So you wait and see. I mean, Seth Curry is a big piece, underrated piece of that team, underrated player in this league. Brooklyn, great job getting him. And uh, I think Philly would have liked to keep him if they could. So we'll see. I mean, Harden's, I can't imagine he'll be too interested in defense and all of that. Plenty of questions. That said, I mean, this team. Lost to the Hawks in the playoffs, so, <laughs> so like you true. shake it up. Like it's, it's not so even true. a question, you know. You go for it. And now you have Doc Rivers, noted play, one of the right. fifteen greatest coaches of all time, guys. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked about this. That list, it actually pissed me off more than the the player, top the top player list. When you see some of the guys, like Doc Rivers, that's 08 Celtics championship is honest to God that they've gotten more runway for that one championship right. than any group of players ever in the history of we of watched Doc me, Rivers just absolutely melt as a coach oh it was honestly him going like it's okay like when they're down 15 <laughs> with like four minutes ago like trying to guess, in like, his salmon polo in his salmon polo it was like honest to god one of my top five favorite nuggets memories is <laughs> him just like yeah. Deer in the headlights, like holy shit, this is really happening. Yeah. He's but, like, man, we're we're losing a lot. Uh, we're still in the driver's seat. Yeah. We're we're still still he's like, should we make seat? any changes? We're good. At all? Like, we're good. I don't think so. <laughs> Tonight, oh man, I, what I what I will say about Philly, they will set the record for most free throws attempted in a no, game. They're probably. gonna be unwatchable. Unwatchable. Gonna be unwatchable. <laughs> Those games are gonna take four hours. You know what though? My hope is that you get into a playoffs and teams are like, hey, it's different now. Like we're we're calling things different. And both guys are just the whole time doing the Jokic shrug <laughs> like this the whole time. Um, also, the odds of a Brooklyn Philly matchup could even be round one. It's just like, please give it to us. Oh like, my! I, well, they play in like. Three weeks, I think. There's no, there's no good person like in this like Ben Simmons versus the 76ers. There's no like right or wrong, in my opinion. Like both sides have some things that you could look at and be like super, super, super lame. For some reason, probably just because of my Jokic bias, I'm rooting on Simmons to like get 
I massive know. just go nuclear in a playoff well, you, series it, and just destroy them. You also are like I think the last person in Ben Simmons's camp in his corner. Like I'm not in his corner though is the thing. I just think it's funny like how everybody rushes to the more charismatic bad guy. This, in my opinion, <laughs> that's what it, this exactly what it is. You have two people who have done really dumb things. Yeah. One of them is one side of this is highly charismatic and easy to defend. The other one is like puny and whiny and wimpy and like annoying. <laughs> and it's like oh. WLBs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so Brooklyn, I think there is the huge if and caveat of like as Rich Paul was quoted in that Woj tweet. There's still some work to do to get him back on the court. They say we have to see how he was. Yeah, he's got to get to Brooklyn. Yeah, get a locker, get in uniform. That's the work. <laughs> That's the work. You're not. What if, like, was oh reporting. man, what if this is how we find out he's not vaccinated? No, he is. That, well, that was that, that was already been. No, I, yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, there are still if you believe if you take. Simmons and his camp's word of good faith. Like, there's, we don't know if he necessarily just hops on the court and plays well. I say all that to ask. I mean, the Nets just got a lot better, didn't they? I agree. Of course I they did. They, they did. got a guy who didn't want to be there, yeah. wasn't even playing, and now they get a guy who. I like their roster construction. I, I do too. I think they can be fan. I hate it because I just hate this Brooklyn thing is like even worse than the Philly thing to me in terms of them just punting on the regular right. season. We've talked about this, but Ben Simmons is a really, really, really good player with a really, really glaring flaw. Not going to matter that much when you have that roster they have out there that now features yep. they could put a lineup out there of Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant alongside Ben Simmons. Three of the best shooters in the – you could even throw Patty Mills, although they and started to get really tiny. defender. You got – and then you have Ben Simmons with that spacing. I'm sorry. Like, he, he actually could be really good and, and work out there. The one thing I will say is we talked about if it goes wrong for Philly, what happens. It goes wrong for Brooklyn. KD went there and had to deal with Harden and Kyrie. Now he's got to deal with Simmons. If it doesn't work well – Always scenario, KD's like, forget this. I'm also out of here. I'm not spending more than next one summer. Year. I mean, next, next summer, summer, it's only three months away. Just saying, man. I'm but no, saying. it's it's a win win for both sides. It it, it really is. Yeah. Both teams got definitely better. Yeah. Uh, another trade that happened. Tory Craig, our old friend, God is going to Phoenix again. Jalen Smith sticks, is, and the second rounder is going to Indiana. It sucks, man. Torrey Craig, like, I didn't necessarily want him back in Denver, although, you know, he could play with a wing. We need a wing defender. He could have been that guy. But it just sucks that he's going back to Dude, Phoenix. Yeah. Hold on. We found Torrey Craig. We found him. He was our he was discovery. Our and now he's, like, more a son than a nugget. We didn't want him. And now he went somewhere else, and we're like, damn it. I'm cool with it, it, dude. He was, he, you know what he I'm was? Cool he was, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong, but you're also. It's like if Gary Harris went there, though, you know? No, it's not. <laughs> we found him. <laughs> no, he's ours. <laughs> kind of is. Kind of yeah. is. Uh, so there's a move. I do think, like, Phoenix needed, a, you know, that gives him just another guy that actually can play playoff yep. minutes and not completely tanky. Like, he's not going to win anything for you, but he's not going to lose anything for you, and he's going to. He can rebound. Play. He can defend. And also, is Torrey Craig a nugget or a son now? That's what I just said. I, it's a good question. Now he's, he's a son. Uh, he might be a son. He's more son than Nugget. That is my No, problem. he's not. Yeah, he's been there two times. And he went to the finals with them. But Dude. just collectively, he's still been with the Nuggets more. But uh, if if you asked, it, the, in the hearts and minds of the average casual NBA observer. They don't know who Tory Craig is. Yeah, they definitely don't. Yeah, right. I should use the word casual. Yeah, very, we're talking about <laughs> casual. Like Tory? Uh, Derek White is headed to the Celtics. I know uh, Nuggets fans really wanted too. it. Really wanted Derek White. They give up Josh Rich Richardson, uh, Romeo Langford, and a first to the Spurs. Dude, Derek White is 100% like overrated in the minds of Nuggets fans. Oh, no, wait, dude, Derek White's so good, He man. is good. He is He's good. He's so He's good. Dude, is Derek White the best Nuggets player that's never played for the Nuggets? Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, patron yeah. of the DNVR bar, Derek White. Um, 
<laughs> Celtics on a roll. By the way, Nuggets play Celtics tomorrow, so they'll be without Romeo Langford. Oh, no! <laughs> Josh Richardson. Um, Hang in for that around the association. That's going to be spicy. Uh, so that's a deal that happened. We have any, any thoughts about this one? Or sorry, Tom Boston. Um, I just hate that they got better, and I hate that they're playing well. That's the totality of my thoughts. I know. I love uh, this. Is the as soon as we get to peel away the very, very thin layer of just pure professionalism, we get to go straight into hater mode. Oh, we're That's... all around the association. <laughs> we can't even do these trades without being haters. In my best professional voice, I hate the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Dateline, Denver, Colorado. The Boston Celtics suck. <laughs> but to get Derek White for Josh Richardson and a business. first, yeah, it's highway robbery. It's a great trade for Boston. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, great GMing over there. Um, Trey Lyles, Josh Jackson, Dante DiVincenzo is headed to Sacramento. Well, there's the old one. Let's see. We got this new one. That's a crazy one. There we go. Look at Kale with these great graphics, by the way. He made these in the on the fly. Uh, Serge Ibaka, two seconds and cash to Milwaukee. Serge Ibaka, basically the Serge Ibaka to, to, to Milwaukee. Uh, Shemi Ojale, Rodney Hood to the Clippers. This is Rodney Hood. They keep they love these wings, man. This yeah. team is all wings. And Reggie yeah. Jackson, it's crazy. And then Bagley like is headed to Detroit. Um, the big pieces here. Bagley to Detroit is interesting. Serge Ibaka to you, Milwaukee. Rodney Hood to the Clippers. How we, if you had to sum this up, what, what is the is this the Bagley trade? No, is this the Serge Ibaka trade. What I'm going to call this? it the Serge Ibaka trade okay. because Milwaukee needed a big like with the back injury to uh, Brooke, Lopez. Brooke Lopez. You know they needed a big Serge Ibaka, not exactly like elite or anything, but he does kind I, of fit I that love mold. Serge Ibaka, and he's going to have such a limited role. So to me, he's the headline here. I think it does make Milwaukee a little bit better. Serge Ibaka would have been nice for the Nuggets, I thought. Uh, yeah. Although year. his his health is also a concern. So, um, but yeah, it's a good get for Milwaukee, and um, the Kings, man. The Kings gunning for the play-in, <laughs> but going but, all in for the play-in. But when, what do you call going all in? Because they got Trey Lyles, yeah, Josh Jackson, yeah, and Dante Divincenzo. Divincenzo and was like a desirable guy that a lot of teams wanted. And they also, and they also have Sabonis. And uh, well, sure, sure, yeah. You got to think about Those all moves, of the all, the totality right. of the moves. The life of the Divincenzo assets kind of interesting. I mean, I know he got hurt, but at one point he was one of the more highly valued. You know, lower tier oh, kind yeah, of. Whenever starter. a contender gets a nice young prospect, yeah, everybody's like, right, that's the guy. Right. <laughs> you know? Was he on a contract here? I think he was. Divincenzo, Taylor Horton Tucker, Dante Divincenzo looks like a Moses Moody. Greek statue. He might actually be good. Like uh, the face, you know, like he has like the the hair length. Nail form corner. Nail oh, form yeah. corner. You Kinda. know what I'm talking I about? I do. Yeah. yeah. He looks like that's the, an a, interesting a statue take. of a bust. Um, Bagley to Detroit's interesting. Detroit is it. It is because uh, <laughs> you go you go from Sacramento. Bagley has talent, guys. Bagley has some talent. You go from sure. Sacramento, which is where prospects go to to become bus, to Detroit, which is also where prospects go to become dust bus. But Detroit has an mo right now. They just they're taking everybody's like they're taking flyers. They're taking flyers on like guys that have not panned out. Garbage town. USA, drop off your garbage. All right, you don't find it interesting. Here's my prediction. Marvin Bagley has a fantastic final month of the season. Or six weeks, whatever we have left. Sure. On, 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 on. I'm not going to predict that, but sure. I think he's going to have a Christian Wood-like end of the season where it's like all of a sudden he's putting up 20 and 10 and the team didn't win it, any of those games. And some terrible GM talks themselves <laughs> yeah. into giving him 30 mil. The Kings trade right The Kings trade back. Yeah. The Kings trade back. 
the Kings are hanging. Kings resign him. Hang on, we always. He's grown up. He's turned the corner. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Rodney Hood to the Clippers is only interesting in that he's another of these long guys. Like they just. Uh, I'm telling you, their team is all weeks. Yeah, they're scary, man. They are scary. And that, the Rodney Hood's like not as good as he was that one time. He wasn't. Denver. He's <laughs> never been as good as he was that one yeah. time in Denver. It's, he's got that in him. But it is weird, man. That they really. It's so. It's so. What's cool about the NBA right now? You have all these differing philosophies, most of which suck. Like, I hate most of these philosophies. Like, Brooklyn had a philosophy that the regular season doesn't matter, nor do rules or anything. Like, that's one philosophy. Nor do rules. You, you see, the Clippers have a philosophy right now, and that is just get a center, a point guard, and 12 wings. And just, like, play. So you have all these combinations of different types of wings that you the can The Raptors are also times. doing that, too. Yeah, the Raptors are also doing that. And I really do wonder if that. I don't want that mold. I really don't, because I love, obviously, I love big men. I love dynamic big men. And, you know, that is, like, sort of a counter to that. So, kind of an I mean, the Clippers have a defensive lineup that can give the Nuggets trouble in a potential playoff series. They also have a coach that was the guy who figured out that these, like, long wings, that's yeah. how you double is with all this length and whatever, and it really works, and then shore up. So, they're an interesting team to, to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, our old friend, P.J. Dozier and Bull Bull. Plus a second-round pick going to Orlando. None of those people will play. Nope. A second-round pick going to Boston. This was a cap maneuver for Boston to get to shed some salary. So and, sad. of course, the Orlando Magic. They're all about taking on cap yeah. salary. P.J. Dozier has since been waived, by the way. Yeah, of course. I mean, what's the hmm. point? I mean, you have, And then the same thing, you have Bull Bull. He's not going to play either. Although you do have now an inside track maybe to re-sign Bull Bull. Jonathan Isaac, Bull Bull, Mo Bamba. I'm all about it. Oh, Orlando does. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thought Sorry. If they were to do something, I just there. heard you and I thought Denver. I was yeah. like, huh? Oh no, no, no yeah. <laughs> Denver should buy that. I take it back. Uh, no, no other comment there. All right, Goran Dragic is headed to the San Antonio Spurs. Thad Young is headed to the Toronto Raptors. You talk about here's another wing, here's another forward. Spurs are buying out Dragic too, I believe. Or, so he'll, oh yeah, ooh. there's a chance he's going to wind up uh, on a contender on ooh. Dallas, probably. Oh. Dallas sounds right. Slovenian yeah. teammates. Yeah, another guy. Guess what he's good at? Getting into the paint. They're Guess gonna, what? The Nuggets don't have any of. Oh man, perimeter I'm defender. Officially afraid of Dallas. Like they're just. I'm afraid of Dallas too. Dallas got better today. They're they just definitely got better in the paint against Denver. Ugh. Yeah. Yoke's gonna have to go for fifty. But the good thing is they night. still don't have a matchup for Nikola Jokic. I know. That's every time you're like, uh, oh right, Jokic. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's okay. Jokic. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> I know, but you just like, but, but like in the you know like five six years ago, and you're like. Oh, man, I don't know about that supporting cast up there in uh, Cleveland or uh, down in Miami. And you're like, but they have LeBron. You're like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the, end the, of thing that, the thing that Yoke struggles with most, though, is obviously spread, pick, and roll. And they now have, like, four guys. Or if they get Dragic, we'd have four guys. It's just, it's a thing. Worry about that another day. Probably won't even match up with Dallas, but you never know. Uh, Aaron Holiday's going to Phoenix. I don't have. I don't know what the other piece of this trade was. Uh, let's see. Uh, we also have Montrez Harrell is going to Charlotte. This is an interesting one. Uh, Ish Smith is going back to Washington, where he will okay. destroy the Nuggets the next time they Sick. play. Absolutely, absolutely, just destroy. I don't really have comments on this one. Charlotte's somewhat interesting. Good landing spot for Montrez Harrell, but whatever. yeah, I mean, catching lobs from Lamelo Ball, life could be worse. Yeah. So let's see. Which one was I looking at? Sorry. <laughs> I think that's it. So let's does that see, bring yeah. us to the end of this, these trades? Well, we had the KP trades. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie, Davis Breton. <laughs> Porzingis. 
being a uh, an unwanted wizard now is like what, what a tumble <laughs> well, he's, from yeah, he's grace. Like a, he's like a, an unruly unicorn. He By the way, well, somebody pointed out that uh, Bertans for Kristaps, the only two Latvians in the NBA traded wow. for each other. <laughs> kind of wow. Funny. I want to say also, let's circle all the way back, guys. Justice for crying Nick's kid fan. He was right. Terrible pick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nick's standing pat, too, is interesting. Um, well, there you go. Nuggets play tomorrow. They've got Boston on Saturday. They've got to Toronto. So you got two very, very, very tough games coming and up. And you got two teams who just made some trades. I don't think Derek White's going to be available for Boston tomorrow. So they'll be a little shorthanded. And then, you know, Toronto, we'll see if their pieces are available. Oh, that might be like the first game Saturday yeah. night. Just enormous energy. Well, I was going to say great energy in the building. Not no true. Fans. No fans in the building. There'll be no energy right. inside yeah. the building for yeah. Toronto. Maybe you know what you know when Denver has really played well tonight this season when they've made shots. Oh, sick! So you, what a concept. Well, I'm just saying when they've made threes, it's like all of a sudden because they pop, the ball pops and then nobody makes shots. Yeah, you play in an empty arena that Toronto game. Maybe Woo! maybe everybody's just like, hey, making shots all of a sudden. Again. Maybe maybe I'm telling you, it's jarring. Prepare yourself, gird your loins, because when you watch it again, you're like you're taken back. Take your athletic greens. Yeah, take your athletic greens. Make sure your gut health is in order before you watch this game tomorrow. Thank you guys so much. Consider, if you're watching this and you've enjoyed it, consider becoming a DNVR member where you can see all the fantastic reporting by Harrison Wynn, all the fantastic writing from Brendan Vogt, and the film study analysis that I do on the list behind the paywall. Some of our best stuff is behind the paywall, guys. I know you guys enjoy hanging out with us here. We do stuff back there as well. And you get the best part, a t-shirt designed by me. Who cares about what they do? all about this guy. I actually agree with that part. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks, everybody. Thank Hit that like again. button on the way out. We'll see you tomorrow.